into the contest. It's Monday the 28th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, I told you the Prince Nakoni, my horse, was going to run on Saturday and he came third. Look, it was a really wet track. It was a heavy 10. So um, I was surprised. So is that good? To, so what does that mean now, Timmy? Prize money wise, is is it making you a few bucks? Yeah, well, he's paying for himself. I, as I said, I don't have a lot of um, prints of yep. any of any horse I've ever owned. I've only bought a small share. But these days, if they do win or come third or have some placings, you can get to that point where you pay for yourself and you and you you know you win a bit. So you know he's won. He's he won one, won one, and came third. So um, he's doing well. He's going out to the spelling paddock, but uh, we'll watch his progress with interest. Hey, a, what's the line? song now you got your money for nothing your chicks for free hey don't think that's the case <laughs> today on the show we're going to have a look at the australian cricket team they're off to pakistan they left on saturday Usman kawaja the toughest call of his career and an enormous reaction in the sporting world to what's going on in the ukraine Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Maine Hair Care. Oh, Maine Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Maine Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. Shane, the Australian cricket team, they left on Saturday to fly to Pakistan. First time we've toured that country in 25 years. Um, Interesting stories in and around it. Pat Cummins has made a decision on the one-day series, which is interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? It's um, it, We're playing in a very, very different time now. There was a time when uh, playing for your country meant everything, um, but they are now going to, to rest themselves for the one-day series in Pakistan due to, I suppose, look at their overall schedule and being um, rested up for the IPL, which is, which is not playing for Australia. It's playing in the Indian Premier League. So... Um, I suppose they're looking from a, um, a maintenance perspective to, to give Cummins, Warner uh, and Mitchell Stark the right amount of rest so they can play all the Australian games throughout the, the year when they're available. So, yeah, it's not putting much value on this one-day series against Pakistan, that's for sure, when the uh, Cummins, Warner and Mitchell Stark are not playing just because they want to be feel free and fit for the um, the IPL. Yeah, it is a new world though, isn't it? It's, it's mm. the way it's moving. And Usman Khawaja, he's expanding his family. He is, mate. He's um, he's pulled out uh, of his Thunder contract and, and, and rightly so. There's n- nothing more important than being there for the birth of your child. Um, he's going to have his second child. So he said it was a big decision because Thunder's really um, backed him ever since the, the franchise started. But it is more important to be there for the, for the birth of your child. So good on him for doing that. And Rod Marsh in the fight of his life, we sort of uh, broke this story or talked about this story last week when it happened and uh, um, it continues to be in um, ICU up there in Queensland. Yeah, not a great sign. This is it, Tim. Um, uh, Rod, we know he had that uh, had a big heart attack. Uh, he's still in intensive care, as you said, um, in, in an induced, induced coma. So... Um, 
Look, uh, his son, Dan Marsh, said um, he wanted to thank everyone for the outpouring of um, support and, and, and beautiful letters and and um, and encouragement words about his dad. But he said he's yeah he's in, in the real fight of his life here, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a lovely bloke, Dan. A really nice family, yep. actually. So our thoughts are with the whole family and friendship group of the Marshes. Now, um, a, a real change of pace, Rugby League. The Charity Shield, of course. And the Charity Shield, it almost rings that bell for the unofficial start of the season. And it was out at Mudgee, and the Dragons, your Dragons, yeah. won it for the first time in ten years. First time in ten years, Timmy, we've won the Charity Shield, and uh, the Dragons looked good. Um, Tyrell Sloan and, and Cody Ramsey both playing really well, um, put on a bit of a masterclass actually. And uh, look, the, the Dragons looked good all around the paddock. They um, Jack Bird also um, setting up a, a couple of good tries, and uh, yeah, they, they're looking pretty good. And and South, on the other hand, uh, have come off the ball quite a bit. Although um, their replacement for for Reynolds, uh, Lachlan um, Elias, he looked pretty good, the young kid, and and did the second ever. Uh, 2040 kick so there's there's a bit of talent there but the South's not looking as sharp as they were last season and the Dragons looking a lot better. Melbourne Storm looked good. They didn't know what. Um, uh, they got options all around the paddock. You know Harry Grant, uh, Jerome Hughes, uh, Brandon Smith, uh, Cam Munster to name a few all, all looked good. Um, saying that um, Grant, Smith and Munster will be out round one due to suspension. Uh, they'll also have uh, Ryan Pappenhausen out with an ankle injury round one. So I'm not sure what their spine will be and what the makeup will be for, for round one for them. But, uh, yeah, the Melbourne Storm always always going to be up there, aren't they, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you see that injury in the, the women's rugby league? The eye injury? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. The, the girls' game is getting more and more, um, I won't say violent, but it's getting so much more physical, isn't it, every year. Uh, the girls are getting stronger and faster. And, uh, yeah, the eye, eye injury looks really, really bad. Yeah, and the AFLW, um, it's exciting, isn't it? The competition started a few years ago and it's just taken off. It has, mate. And Collingwood looked really, really good. Uh, they put on their highest score in uh, history for, for the women, 66-41, to 41, beating the Western Bulldogs. Um, but a really bad injury to... Uh, to uh, Britt Bonici, who, um, who who did a left knee. So she's probably going to miss the whole season now, but uh, the pie is looking very, very good there. Yeah, all righty. This is Afternoon Sport. Plenty more on the way. We're going to talk UFC, Formula One and tennis. Shane, the uh, impact on the sporting world has been quite extraordinary with the events of Ukraine, um, starting in in tennis and uh, Daniana Yastremska. Um, they were pretty hard scenes to watch, weren't they? Uh, uh, family having to flee the Ukraine. Yeah, she's had to flee the Ukraine with her little sister whilst her parents stay on to fight. Um, you know, the this war is going to be far-reaching as well. And, uh, yeah, just it's just tough, I think. Looking around the world, we've come through this whole pandemic, and now, now there's a war taking place. And then you've got uh, the the number two seed, uh, the Russian um, uh, Andrei Rublev, who, when he won his match the other day, he signed a message to Putin saying, "No war, please." Normally, you sign your name on the um, on the screen of the of the camera, and he just he wrote the words, "No war, please." So, um, yeah, there's people feeling the pressure and. And the real stress all around the world with this. Oh, he's off his head, isn't he? Um, without getting political, mm. and uh, Putin, yep. I speak about, and, and Conor McGregor. That, did you see that little 
piece of vision to get to get a bit of an indication of what kind of human you're dealing with um, when he put his arm around him. Because apparently Putin is a massive fan of uh, uh, Conor McGregor, and the security, uh, the way the security reacted when McGregor put his arm like you you do sometimes when you get a photo. Yeah, no, yeah, the security jumped in and nearly, nearly twatted him. So, um, yeah, you, you're dealing with a narcissist here, that's for sure. And uh, to, to, to the point where the International Judo Federation have uh, suspended his honorary um, presidency uh, due, due to what, what he's been doing. But, yeah, it's, it's just far-reaching this, Tim, all around the world. Yeah, no Russian Grand Prix. Um, they've moved the Champions League final from St. Petersburg to Paris. Yep. Uh, there's so many things that are happening. And as happens with these despots like him and others in history, it's it's common people that are going to suffer, you know, like mm. normal Russians and Ukrainians that uh, love their sport. Now, um, let's, let's hope that it uh, resolves itself quickly. Now, golf um, changing the mood to Tiger Woods. Um, He's always in the headlines. He's always in the headlines. His caddy, Steve Williams, is doing uh, a bit of a podcast series and talking about the one thing that Tiger never did and how different he was to other golfers that he has caddied for. But he said at the end of each tournament, whether he won or lost, um, he would go in and sign the card. And then every other player's always looked at the prize money and you go across and see if you come first, what you earned. If you came 15th, what you earned. Tiger never looked at that card, and he said he never played for the money, always just played for the championships, and uh, that's that set him apart from the rest of the, the field, according to Steve Williams. Yeah, I've been watching that doco on Tiger Woods. Uh, it is extraordinary. Like, a lot of people have seen that vision of him when he was a little boy playing golf, but um, if you have the opportunity and you love sport, uh, watch it, um, particularly if you love golf. Mm. Um, it's crazy. It is is quite amazing, and the vision that they've got is uh, exclusive uh, to to obviously that uh, that documentary, but unbelievable. Now I always get amazed at the money in American <laughs> sport, and and I was reading this yarn about the LA Rams coach Sean McVay. Well, so Sean McVay, as we know, the LA Rams, um, the youngest ever uh, coach to win a. Um, uh, Super Bowl, and uh, he's currently on $8.5 million a year, but he's been offered already $140 million from Amazon Pay uh, to come on as a sort of celebrity tipster, um, and mm. he's obviously turning that down. He said he, he can see himself still coaching at the age of 60 at the LA Rams, so he's not making any decisions yet, and wisely so, because he's, uh, his currency is going through the roof at the moment. He'd be coaching at 70, couldn't he? Um, yeah, he could. Plenty of other coaches in sport right around the world have done it well into their 70s. You look at Wayne Bennett, he's in his early mm. 70s, and uh, Ferguson in, in the UK. Um, now, Formula One, Daniel Ricciardo, he's uh, he's pretty excited about this car he's got. Well, he's had issues with his cars for years, hasn't he? But he's driving the new mm. MCL 36, uh, the McLaren, um, and he put together 212 laps um, in a bit of a pre-season run, and he's very, very happy with what he sees. It, it seems that he might finally have a car that's going to really push him back up there where he was many years ago now. Um, he's sort of in the twilight of his career, so this will probably be his last contract. So he's really relying on, on having a good car and, and a good affinity with a good car. So um, fingers crossed he can, uh, he can get back on the podium again. Yeah, and Australian sport uh, lost an absolute legend on the weekend. Of course, John Landy passed away at the age of 91. And uh, although you and I weren't around, those images, we've all seen them over the years of the Australian Championships of 1956 when his opponent, Ron Clark, fell and John Landy went back, picked him up so he could continue to run and then still went on 
to win the race. Uh, it was a remarkable act of sportsmanship. What, wasn't it? Like, and I, I, I remember seeing footage of him actually going back and picking up Ron Clark. I didn't realise that he actually still won the race, which mm. is an amazing feat. Uh, I don't know how the other guys must have felt in that race if some guy stops midway through to pick up his mate and, and then still runs you down towards the end. But this goes to show he was the second guy ever to run sub four-minute mile and, uh, yeah, a real legend of the sport. And it just goes to show that uh, sometimes you know, a good act of kindness can transcend um, any sporting event. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he was the second man after Roger Bannister. And uh, after that, they just uh, ticked over everywhere. It's amazing when a record gets broken once. Uh, it's almost like the floodgates open and mm. they just get, continued to be broken. John Landy, uh, Vale John Landy, of course, an Australian sporting icon. Now, Shane, um, we will stay on an Olympic favour uh, to finish with, a very different kind of uh, flavour. But... Um, it was in Wollongong on a nice little morning that uh, Shane Lee put on some very tight clothing <laughs> well, to celebrate his Olympic moment. I did, mate, and I, I have told the story before that I was lucky enough to be asked to run a leg of the um, the 2000 Olympics torch um, through my hometown of Wollongong, and I did that. What I didn't mention last time is that I was living at the time with my flatmate, was a guy called Chris Muldoon, and, and Chris is <laughs> I know, a Chris. Cheek, yeah, cheeky little five foot six um, uh, PR guy. Um, the invitation came in the post and I was away playing cricket at the time and Chris actually collected it and said, Shane, are you going to be running the Olympic torch on this date? Um, but he put in, um, they had a request on what size clothing and Chris thought it'd be funny to order me extra small <laughs> <laughs> shorts and shirt. Oh. And he reckons I was like a hot dog skin running through Wollongong. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it might have been my fastest leg, but I tell you what, those clothes were tight. But uh, I've still got them here today. I might take a picture and send them to you. I'll put up on um, I'm at Lunch with Lee, um, uh, the Instagram site. But, uh, oh. yeah, Chris got me a good one there, that's for sure. The, uh, the, the tight gear, the only thing missing that day in Wollongong were the leg warmers. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.